0: Hey y'all! Welcome welcome back to the Layers Podcast. I'm your host, Armel, and I'm so happy you have tuned in to listen. If this is your first time, welcome. And if this is not your first time, hey, glad you're back. So for those of you that know, we are in a series called Self. And we're on the third episode, finally. Third episode is out, called Self Care. We did self love, we did self worth. Now we're on self care. And this one really comes off to be simple. Like, okay, yeah, self-care, taking care of myself, you know, making sure I smell good, making sure I take showers, going to the nail salon when I need to, just having that relaxing experience with my feet in the foot bath. You know, maybe taking a bubble bath. Maybe it's going out for a walk. Um, Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's shopping, retail therapy. Like there's a lot of things you could do that are considered self care to the world right now. Um, Maybe it's lighting a candle um, and just sitting there. Maybe it's baking. Maybe it's reading. It just seems so simple, and I'm I could just be like, okay, that's a list of things you can do to take care of yourself, and that's it for today's EP. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. But y'all already know I had to dig deeper. I'm like, this can't. This can't be it. There's layers. Layers, that's what we're here for, to, to go beyond surface level, to go beyond the top layer that everybody sees and everybody knows about. So, I looked at the definition, and that's one thing I seem to be doing with all these self-topics in the self-series. But if we look at the definition of self-care, there's actually two or like one main definition and then, and then a sub-definition, but we're going to read both. The first one says, the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's health. And then the sub-definition says, the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Now, in my opinion, you should not wait till you're stressed to take care of yourself or to do a little self-care. I feel like that should be a consistent part of your routine. Some people are real busy, so they can't, you know, you can't be at the... I don't have nail salon money to go to the nail salon once a week, and that's what I consider self-care. So there's those scenarios where it's like, okay, yeah, okay, during, during periods of stress, we make that sacrifice to spend that money to go to extra miles to take care of ourselves. But I feel like... There should be a, a, not a ritual, because that doesn't sound Christian-like, but a a routine of self-care or practices that we do to preserve and improve our health, protect our well-being and happiness. Not just when you're stressed, but overall, like overall in life, we want to be peaceful, we want to be joyful, we want to be healthy. But now it's like, how do we get to that? Because yes, we could, go to, we could go to the nail salon. Yes, we could go out for a walk. Yes, we could read a book. Yes, I could paint in the park. They all sound so peaceful. But I feel like we can do these things and still not be at peace. We can do these things and still not be happy. We can do these things and still be unhealthy. We can do these things and still be sad. You know, people seem to be living the life, especially on social media. You see the little picnic and it's like, oh, they're having fun. They're living life. But deep down, they're depressed. And I feel like we hear this all the time, but it's like, it's true. It's reality. So what do we do outside of the little normal routines that we see to actually take care of ourselves? Like to actually implement self-care into our daily life. The the wording or phrase I put under self-care for this EP was becoming a better you. Because I feel like if you're improving your health or you're trying to keep your health at the place it's at, if you're doing good, that's like being the better you. Like st- walking in the best version of yourself. Um, protecting your well-being, that's being a better you. Being the better version of yourself. um protecting your happiness like if you're not protecting your happiness <laughs> it's not really the best version of yourself so I was like okay becoming the better you okay so we're getting somewhere but but we still want to figure out how how what does that look like how are we doing that what are we doing to get there and what does it ha- what does this have to do with uh, my walk as a Christian or my relationship with God? And I was like, okay, let's look into the health aspect. Like, what does my health look like right now? And we think health is so broad, but I wanted to break it down into mental health, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health. There's so many, so many different aspects of health. And I have to look at these things and be like, hmm, like, what does my health look like? Because that would determine what I need to do to preserve. And to improve the shape of my health. So when it comes to mental health, what do I need to do to improve my mental health? Or if, or if I'm in a good state mentally, how do I preserve it? How do I stay in that spot? The definition also says that this is a practice. And one thing about something being a practice is that it has to be consistently done. It's practicing is is constantly or consistently exercising a skill. So this like I said like we want this to become a normal part of our life. It's going to ha- it's going to be a skill because this is something you need to learn to do. You don't just know off the bat how to really take care of yourself. Like there's workaholics out there for a reason. Like people get to that point because they don't they can't grasp the aspect of what self-care is and just take a moment to sit down and reevaluate and be like, hmm, like, I'm really pushing myself to limits that I don't need to be pushed to. Like, I'm overworking. So, I'm looking at my health, and I'm like, okay, what skills are needed to preserve and improve my mental health? What skills are needed to preserve and improve my physical health? What skills are needed to preserve and improve my spiritual health. My emotional health. And I don't want to start with physical. Because when I first looked at this, I was like, okay, just work out every day, Armel. Like, you've been skipping the gym these past few weeks. Stop doing that. Because you're not taking care of yourself if you're going to skip the gym every time you don't feel like going. Like, part of your health, your physical well-being is working out. Eating right. Make sure you got the good foods in your system so that you know, your body's digesting, processing properly. I don't know the whole nutrition aspect of it, but all I know is I got to eat right. I got to exercise. That's that's where my physical self, that's how I improve my physical health. But I was like, no, but there has to be more to it because everybody knows that. Everybody knows that you need to work out to stay healthy. Everybody knows that you need to eat healthy to, um to improve your your physical health. But what does God say about improving your physical health? And I was like, oh, who who knows? Who has ever told me, like, when have I ever learned about what God has to say about physical health and self-care in general? Never, never. I mean, maybe you have, but me personally, I haven't, which is why I decided to talk about it. So when it comes to self-care, and we're talking about physical health in, in this exact moment. There's going to be more. But physical health. Um, I came across First Corinthians chapter 6. And I want to start at verse 19. It says, Or do you not know that your body... First, a little context. So, in First Corinthians chapter 6, um, basically it's talking about how... Your body is a temple of Christ, you know, staying pure, all of that. So obviously, you know, this got to do with the physical because your body, that's physically you, like how we use our bodies to serve God. So it says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought with the price, the price being Jesus died on the cross for us. Therefore, glorify God in your body. So I'm like, oh my goodness, part of my physical health and preserving and improving my physical health and actually taking self-care to the next level as a Christian is glorifying God with my body. Now, what does that look like? Because you could read that and be like, okay, bet, like, I already do that. It's not like I'm, you know, in a cult giving my body up to someone. It's not like I got demonic markings on me like it's not you all all the all the obvious stuff. But I feel like a lot of things that are normalized in our day and age are actually defiling our body or the opposite of using our body to glorify God. And we don't see that. For example, sex is so normal this day and age should be like, oh, I'm gonna sleep with this person, this person, or me and this guy did this and this and that, and it's like, um what? Where? <laughs> where in that storyline? Did Did you glorify God with your body? Where that just like if we had a checklist of self-care and we were making like checking boxes of each thing we did to take care of ourselves throughout the week because like i said it's a it's a normal practice it has to become a normal part of our everyday life if i was checking boxes when it comes to physical health i cannot check that box because that's one part that i didn't give up to god that's one part of me that i decided I'm gonna do my own thing and sex is self-care to me so I'm gonna keep on doing it but it's not self-care to God if we look at the definition from a Christian standpoint we have to be like okay God here's a 100% of me like you can have this self-care 100% because at the end of the day the world can't make you happy the the, the world can't make you healthy and the world can't guarantee your well-being that's all God we can do all we want to do to control it from our standpoint like oh I'm going to do this, I'm going to go here, I'm going to spend money here, I'm going to do this and this and this. But that's all in God's hands. So, my goal because this is pretty this is preaching to myself. This whole EP, this whole series is pretty much preaching to myself. My goal is to make sure that I'm doing things God's way, Jesus's way to guarantee to, to guarantee that I'm building his kingdom the way he wants me to. To guarantee my health, my well-being. And, you know, things... You're not always going to be... Help, like, things are going to pop up. Because Satan is real. Like, we're not... And I'm going to talk about this later. How we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Like, you might... There might be a low point. You might not be healthy at some point. But at the end of the day, our goal... What is our goal as Christians? Like, what does not giving your body to God do for you. Like, you kinda gotta weigh the pros and cons. It's like, if I give myself to God, this can happen, this can happen, and this can happen. Um, but if I do whatever I want, this can happen, this can happen, and this can happen. And I feel like with worldly eyes, it feels like the better choice is to just do what you want. But if you're purpose-driven, if you, if you are able to look ahead and be like, I know God has a greater purpose and a greater meaning for my life. And if I am obedient, everything shall come to pass the way it needs to. You know, it's going to be a easy run. Like, I might go through hardships, but I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be peaceful through it. Then I feel like you are able to see God's viewpoint, the pros and cons, and be like, okay, like, the world's choice is not my choice. Now, the next thing is mental health. And I was like, okay, what skills do I need to preserve and improve my mental health? And uh, um, this kind of brought me back to our self-worth EP. And in the self-worth EP, I basically talked about how self-worth starts in the heart. It starts in your heart. And when it comes to mental health, it also starts in the heart. Now I want to read Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 and it says, "Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life." Other translations may say guard your heart. You know, you know that verse. I know you heard of it. Um but I was looking at this and I was like, okay, mental health like I might feel that I'm depressed, or I have, or not feel that, because some people are actually diagnosed with depression, anxiety, um, any other mental problem, and it's like, okay, what can we do in our power to improve our mental state, to improve our mental health? What What is there that we can do? And I felt like even though this verse is so short, it actually tells us a lot, because I feel like there's so much to guarding your heart that is overlooked. It's like, okay, what am I doing to improve my mental health? What am I doing to guard my heart, though? Because that's where it all starts. That's where everything of life flows from. So you might suffer with depression. You might suffer with anxiety. But it stems from a heart issue. And we really have to attack those enemies of the heart that come to, to put you in that mental state and be like, uh-uh, not today, we're attacking you, and you're not going to get the best of me. So that's one thing I had to look at because cause it's like I'm using this definition phrase to, to come up with what to do. So I'm like, okay, preserve and improve mental health. Preserve and improve mental health. But we really have to say preserve and improve the heart. How do I preserve my heart? So if my heart is in a good place, for example, a child's heart, they're in a good place. But then they get exposed to to maybe some crazy kids at school or whatever. whatever TikTok, Instagram, social media, YouTube. They get exposed to those things and their heart hardens. Their heart... It's, it's like there's transformation being done because we live in this world. We don't live in a holy place. So, of course, we're not like our heart. The desire of our heart is is going to be what we're exposed to. Is where your mind lies. It's everything. It's just listen to the self-worth EP because I go in-depth about the heart. And the heart could have its own EP, to be honest. But I was like, for mental health, we just going to have to stick with that. We're going to be like, okay... What what do I need to do for my heart to make sure that my mental health is improving? That I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Now we're only dealing with the first definition for now because we get to the second definition later. But let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Um, next I did spiritual health, and I was like, okay, preserve and improve spiritual health. How do I do that? How do I do that? Um, first with improving, I feel like this one is obvious, but then again, not obvious. Um, that being praying, reading the Bible, which is the obvious answer, which is what most people tell you, but people also don't speak about how you could be reading your Bible. You could be praying and still feel stagnant spiritually. You still feel like nothing is moving. You still feel like you're the same. You still feel like you fall through the same cycles of sin. You still feel like your mental health is declining. Everything seems to be crashing and burning even though you have submitted or given a part of your life to God. And one thing I actually learned recently is that it's beyond that. Like, we're looking surface. I, I feel like everybody looks at things surface level. And I feel like the surface level is, okay, read your Bible and pray. But the deeper layers are, okay, like, am I surrendering every aspect of my life to God? A hundred percent. Not 10, not 20, not 30, not 40, not 50, not 60, not 70. Not 99.9%, but 100% of yourself to God. Meaning, all your struggles, all your pain, all your insecurities, all your fears, everything, things you don't even think you need to give to God, you need to give to God. Because the real transformation, the real renewal, the, the real healing, the, the the coming of well-being and happiness... Does, is not there until you are able to surrender a hundred percent of yourself to God. Completely give yourself away to God. Not, I'm going to go to church on Sundays, but I'm going to be at this party on Saturday and doing whatever I want. Like, It really, the faith doesn't work like that. We're not able to pick and choose when we want to be in the faith. We can't pick and choose when we want to love God. We can't pick and choose and plan the days we're going to walk in this sin and then the days we're going to say sorry to God. Like, it doesn't work like that. And I feel like a lot of times when we feel stagnant, it's because we haven't looked at a deeper-rooted issue that we have within ourselves of we're not giving it a hundred percent and you might feel like you're giving it a hundred percent but talk to talk to the wise people around you who can who can look at your behavior and be like yeah Armel, you tend to do this a lot so you should get that fixed and that's really like part of me relies on that because it's like though that feedback actually lets me know like where I need to do better where I need to get better what issues I might have in my life that I never thought I had to deal with you know this spiritual growth because I don't want to stay stagnant spiritually like I don't want to stay stuck in the same cycles of sin like I want to get better I want that transformation to happen I want that change to happen but it's like how do I get there how do I get there But it's all about digging deeper, going further than just reading, opening your Bible on that Sunday. Try opening it on your own time. Try, like, looking up the scriptures after listening to the podcast. Like like see what that does for you and then also pray and ask God for that growth because when you ask God to help you with the things you know is out of your control like God I keep on falling into this cycle of sin and I know I myself my flesh is not strong enough to overcome it so I need you and the power of the Holy Spirit to help me overcome this because on my own (laughs) baby it's not gonna work it's not gonna work. Like I just I just know. Like I can't stop myself from doing this thing. It's too hard. So I just need you God to take over. Sometimes it takes those kind of prayers for that transformation to happen. Now when it comes to preserving, this is another thing that I kinda low key battle with just because I feel like when it comes to preserving your spiritual health, it's like you get to a place or let me talk in first person. I get to a place spiritually And then I get distracted or I get drawn away due to certain things, either from the past or from the future. In the future, it's more like, oh, I don't want to miss out. Oh, I don't want to be lonely. I need to make friends in college. So let me just dip my toe. Let me just, just, you know, I'm going to just hang with them for the weekend. I'll be cool because, you know, on Sunday, I'm going to record my podcast. I'm going to listen to the sermon. I'm going to be good. And then it's just start the week over. Or that one person hits you up from, like, six months ago, and you text them back. First off, they should have been blocked so that you wouldn't text them back, and, and <laughs> they're not blocked. They're not blocked. So now it's like we're stuck in this cycle, or we get to a place, but we're not strong enough to keep that place So so things just get worse, and we just fall... Right back into that hole that we worked so hard to get out of. Don't be the one to fall back down in the hole. Like, you just got out the hole. Don't fall back inside the hole. Like, don't be that person. Don't. I've definitely been that person. And I don't want to be that person again. So, you know, my prayer life got to be up so, you know, I don't fall back down in the ditch. <laughs> uh, I know I'm going to make it out. I always make it out when I fall. But, like, I don't want to keep falling, you know? so i feel like with preserving we really gotta you know watch our surroundings watch who we got around us and that actually brings me to second peter chapter three and it says this well it's actually starts at verse two and it says don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect and this actually goes with the improving part Um, when it comes to improving and it could go with preserving too it's like don't walk basically how I interpret it is don't walk in the ways of the world Because then it just makes transformation even harder. It's like, like I was saying earlier, you feel like you're praying. You feel like you're doing everything. But what does your day-to-day life look like? Like, what does your circle look like? What are you doing on the weekends? What are you doing on the weekdays? Like, I go to Texas State. There's a party every day. So it's like, okay don't 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 copy the behavior of the world okay but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think the mindset and I was literally saying this earlier like your mindset will just shift like God will be able to transform you into like things will just fall off you used to like this but no you no longer like it because God was able to deliver you from that God is able to change your mindset renew your mind transform your mind transform your way of thinking so you might think your self-care is doing the certain things that are considered sin in the bible and it takes praying to God and be like hey God I need you to help me overcome this so that you see self-care through a new lens that no longer looks like self-care to you self-care becomes something different there's an alternative for um, the worldly things that we did to to feel at peace or to feel loved or to feel joyful. Now, second verse I want to look at was Romans 12, 12. Oh, that was actually Romans 12. 12. We did not read Second Peter yet. We're just going to skip that one for now. <laughs> We're going to skip that one. We're going to just skip it because... I low-key, I was just flowing, and I completely, like, I have it written down, but I might have low-key skipped over it, but it's okay, it's okay, um, next thing I want to talk about is grace, which I wrote down to go with this verse, and basically, just to go along with what I was talking about, like, it's okay to make a mistake, that's why we have God's grace. As long as God knows the posture of your heart, because you can't take grace for granted to where it's like, oh, basically like I was saying earlier, yeah, like I'm going to go to a party on Saturday, I'm going to get drunk, I'm going to do whatever, and then I'm going to go to church on Sunday. Like, God's going to forgive me anyway. If that's the posture of your heart, then we got a whole another problem at hand. But if you're genuinely like, God, like I'm actually trying to get better, like you might have fallen into temptation when it came to go into that party and you ended up there because some people dragged you there you know you was at a place spiritually but you wasn't able to preserve that that spiritual aspect so you kind of fell back a little you know you was falling into the ditch because the people your old friends dragged you down so it's like dang like i really messed up like i'm i'm sorry god and god is able to look at that and be like it's okay it's okay my child i love you now let's try again and that there's like an endless amount of those that you get like god is always there arms wide open to 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 pick you up and turn you around and place your feet on solid ground yes if y'all got that reference <laughs> that was good armel that was good anyways <laughs> what the heck okay so I mentioned emotional health and that really just goes with the mental health. But last verse I want to talk about is Ephesians 6:11 and we're actually going to start at verse 10. So Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, "A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power." Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So, this, like, just plain off told you, like... We're not fighting ourselves. I feel like for a long time, I thought I was fighting myself. It's like, Armel, why can't you get over this habit? Like, it's not that hard. Like, I be trying to discipline myself, but we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. But against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world. And against evil spirits. Basically the devil, y'all. Like... We're fighting the devil. Is spiritual warfare could be like a whole a whole nother EP. But like this is one thing I actually heard earlier today, and it's like basically they're saying, like, if the devil like if Satan doesn't see you as Satan wouldn't attack what he doesn't see as a threat. So you might be you might feel like you're always falling back you might feel like you're the one always falling down in the ditch you might feel like i guess you know my self-care isn't for real self-care like my health is for real not improving even when my health even when my health seems like it's at a good spot and never stays there like i really just be struggling and depressed and you know it's just real hard out here like sometimes you gotta shift that mindset and be like hold on <laughs> hold on devil you do not have my life you are not gonna have my life and we are going to pray that you do not win like the devil has already lo- god has already won the victory so the devil's trying to get as many people as he can to to party and dance with him, cause he know he lost, and he's trying to prove God wrong. But God is will forever be the the ruler, the the king, the I don't know what word. There's so many words that could describe describe who God is, but we got to be able to be like, or well, let me say me for me for example, I got to be able like when I'm sitting in bed depressed like I don't want to go to class I don't want to do nothing I don't want to move I just I really got to be like like I actually have to tell myself like words of affirmation that have to do with God and be like I am a child of God I am chosen like God chose me to go and spread his word God like if you're a Christian God chose you to be a disciple to bring people back to him to, like, like, we are on a mission, we're, we're for real on a mission, and the enemy is trying to fight the mission, and we're not gonna lose this mission, so when I look at life like that, I'm like, oh yeah, like, I definitely won the case, like, it really be Casey undercover playing in my head, (laughs) because, because it's like, I have to win the mission, I, I had, like, I have to win the mission. That's it. Like, I don't know if there's any other competitive people out here um, and if y'all are feeling me right now, but I'm going to win the competition and the devil is not. So, in order for me to be strong, because obviously I can't win the competition on my own, I can't just stand up bare naked and not literally, but you know, no armor in front of the devil and be like... Oh, I'm not going to, like, walk walk into a space and think that you're not going to fall into temptation. Like, you got to be real with yourself and be like, okay, devil, like, (laughs) you know my weak. The devil knows your weaknesses. He's going to use them. So you need to be able to know your limits, know your weaknesses, and be like, okay, God is going to help me overcome this. That's why it says put on all of God's armor so that you're able to stand. Firm. So sometimes when it comes to preserving your health, to improving your health, it takes putting on God's armor because you can't improve your health by your own power. You can't preserve your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health. On your own, you might think that it was by your own might that you got to this point with God, but it is only by God that you got to the point where you're at right now in your spiritual journey, in your mental journey, in your, whatever the journey is. You did not get there alone. So you're going to need God's armor to keep you at that place, to keep you going strong, to keep you growing even more from that part, um, improving, doing better. Like, I'm going to have to rely on God for that. Every single day of my life. Which is why I surrender daily, 100%. be like, God, I give it all to you. Because, you know, I can't do it on my own. Obviously, I tried that. And I failed. So, here it is, God. Take it. And that's what self-care looks like for me daily. Or has to look like. Because it for sure don't look like that right now. We're trying to get there. You know? Working to get there. But... That's definitely the goal. So now that we've talked about the first definition, so now that we hear this first definition of self-care, now you can think deeper, beyond the surface level, beyond the first layer. Self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. That just holds a whole new meaning after going through all of this. Now, the second definition says... The practice of taking an active role in protecting one's well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Now, this journey, this walk with God, this, this Christian life... It's not gonna be easy. It's definitely gonna be stressful. You're gonna wanna go to that party with all your friends. You're not gonna be able to and they're gonna talk mess. They're gonna talk behind your back because you're the Christian girl that goes to church on Sunday and gotta leave early so that you can sleep on time and wake up on time for church. Like like there's so much stress, especially with our generation right now, like the pressure we're under is actually crazy. Like it's actually like I'm literally just thinking and it's like, whoa Just think about like every if you gave yourself to God a hundred percent, like you were carrying your Bible around school and you're telling people about the word of God and you're being rejected by people. Just just carry that image. Like it's gonna be stressful. So what active role do we take to protect our happiness? And well-being in these stressful times. I had to ask myself that, and I had to be like, huh. Because I was doing outreach the other day, and some kid rejected my card. And that was real sad. That that was actually very depressing. But how do I keep my happiness even when I'm rejected? How do I keep my happiness even when I'm lonely? How do I keep my happiness... um, When nobody else has my back but God. Like, how? How how do I do that? How do I get to that place? How do I get to that point? God, give me something. God, give me something. God, give me something. When it comes to happiness, joy, and well-being, I really just think about David, and this literally, like, just came to mind. I had to pause for a second and go read to make sure I was saying the right things. But I was right. I got to trust my conscience. Well, trust your conscience to an extent. But in Psalms, we got a lot. There's so many prayers back to back to back to back from David. Um, thanking God for protection. Thanking God for deliverance from enemies. Like, Like, David has a prayer for everything. And you can tell, like, when you read Psalms, like, between chapters 20 to I don't know what. Go ahead and just start at chapter 20. Or I'll link in the description which chapters you should read. But David is happy. You can, you read his words in any translation. And David is filled with joy. David is i don't know what else to call it he's just happy he's just happy and david wasn't bumping well he he did at some point you know commit adultery but we don't talk about that you know he was delivered from that but david wasn't bumping it in the sheets david wasn't getting drunk to be happy like, his happiness came. It was added on to him because of his obedience, because of his surrenderance to God. And I feel like as humans, we fear, um, we fear being unhappy. Like, I'm scared of having to be lonely forever. I'm scared of never finding love. I'm scared of... Being sad and depressed forever. But when we abide in the Lord's Word, when we actually truly like have a pure heart, like, yeah, I messed up, but like, God, like, I'm really trying to live for you, then there's a different kind of joy and happiness that comes that's added onto your life. That's from God, that's from the Holy Spirit. The fruits of the Holy Spirit love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, like, that's, because of the Holy Spirit, we have peace, we have joy, it's just a, it's a matter of, how do I activate it, how do I have a mindset shift to where this, I might be going through this trial and tribulation, but I'm still happy. Like. I might be struggling to improve my physical health. I might be struggling to preserve my spirituality, to improve my spirituality. My mental health is struggling right now. Self-care is like a foreign topic to me right now because I'm just struggling. It's just too much. But there's a joy and peace that comes with serving the Lord with Just knowing who God is, knowing his character, that you're able to, like, all hell could be breaking loose and I'm still chilling. Like, you would never know something's wrong with me just because, not because I'm hiding it, not because I'm not being vulnerable. Because I do have those vulnerable times with God where it's like, God, I can't do it, help me. But I'm still happy because I know, like, God is, th- I know there's a process that's happening. I know there's a transition. I know there's a transformation that's happening. I know better is coming. I know greater is coming. And He's working all things out for my good. So, yeah, that's it for today's EP on self care. I hope you were able to dig deeper through the layers of self-care, see what that really is, figure out what that looks like for you. I'm so glad you tuned in. Tune in for the next episode, which is our last one for the self-series on self-confidence. I hope you enjoy. Peace out.